really, really simple points, which we'll get to in a moment. Now, we've already talked about it a bit, but just so the kids are staying engaged, I've got some questions as we go this morning. Who can tell me what's special about today? What is special about today? Anything going on today, Ezra? You get to eat a gingerbread man. Well, that could be something special. Anything else special? Catherine? It's Father's Day. What, what do you like about Father's Day? What's special about Father's Day? Zoe? Presents. For you or someone else? That's good. That's good. Uh, one of the things I like about Father's Day, and some of you might have thought this, um, is spending time with family, just being together. That's a wonderful blessing, especially as you get older, you realise everyone in the family plays a special part in your lives. Um, as you're little, you get to spend time playing with your cousins. Uh, as you get older, you realise your brothers and sisters aren't that bad and they're worth spending time with as well. Then there's the good food that you get to enjoy because there'll be things that are brought <laughs> that you appreciate. But as you get older, I can take it from me if you don't uh, believe it just yet. There's something special about coming together with other people, even if it's not with family, even when you come together as a group with other people that you can just spend time with. It's really special. Of course, that makes us think of church. So church is a time when we come together, when we gather together, when we meet together. So when you come to church, here's another question for you. What do you look forward to when you come to church? What's something you look forward to when you come to church? <coughs> Only one kid. I don't want to ask, ask him. <laughs> Sam? Going to kids' church. That's a good thing to look forward to. Thank you, Rachel, for your offering. <laughs> Coffee. Um, Ezra? Worshipping God, thank you Ezra, that is a good thing. Again, one of the great things about church and the whole purpose of it is that we come together, that we meet together, that we encourage one another. We tell things to one another about Jesus and true things about God that help us know him better. The verse that Caitlin read for us tells us there's two really special things about church. Two really special things as we come together as Christians is that everyone brings something and everything we do is meant to build up. Everything we do is meant to build up someone else, help someone else know God or Jesus better, and everybody gets to do that. So firstly, just think about everyone has something to contribute. Everyone has something to bring. One of the great things about getting together in family gatherings or big groups or even friendship gatherings is knowing what some of your friends or family will bring to that event. Um, I already know people in this room would, would bring certain things for morning tea this morning. That would be great, their specialty. Um, when we have shared lunch here at church, I know there's especially some specialist dishes that you look forward to. Growing up for Christmas on uh, my dad's side of the family, we all knew what each auntie would bring and we all looked forward to the Christmas gathering because we knew this auntie would bring a trifle and this auntie would bring cream puffs. There's a theme coming out here. This auntie would bring the smoked ham or the cured ham. Everyone would bring something. Even the uncles who didn't do much with the food would bring something. And we looked forward to seeing what they would bring, whether that was their 
but whether that means they played cricket with us, whether it means they would uh, tell their stories, or even, looking back now, even just their laughter and their stupidity sometimes that set a great example. Paul tells us when we get together as a church, when we come together, each of us has something to bring. He's already spoken a bit about that in chat, back in chapter 12. Remember in verses 7 to 11, we looked at a few weeks ago, he talks about each one's receives this, each one's received that, to another is given this, to another is given that, to another is this, and all from the same spirit, all from God. And this list here in verse 26 is just a short list. Each would bring a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. This is obviously a very short list. It's not meant to be an exhaustive list where this is all that we bring to church. We know this isn't all that we're meant to bring to church because Paul's just spent nearly the entire chapter talking about even prophecy is better than tongues. So we know that prophecy is something else that needs to be brought as well. Other parts of scripture tell us that as people met together in the early church, they brought different things that are not on this list. When they got together, they ate a meal together. They sat and they listened to some teaching from the apostles. They would pray together. Other parts would tell us that they would sing together. People got together and did things that helped them love one another and love God and point each other to Jesus and what he'd done. That's what church was like. And Paul gives us this little list. He doesn't say this is all the things that should happen. He's trying to teach the people at Corinth who had got a few things wrong. So these are some of the things you need to acknowledge. Everybody brings something. And the way you're doing it is some people are just bringing a couple of things. And they're getting greedy with their time and selfish with their time. So everyone brings something, but not everyone expects to do it all at the same time. There's a couple of really special things we get to do as a church where everybody can do something. What's something we can do at church where everybody does it? Any ideas? Even the adults. Sing. We get to sing together. That is a really special thing. Very unique to church. Very unique to church and the Christian faith. What's something else we can do together? Sam. Worship God. Yeah, anything else? Even adults are allowed to participate here. This is the idea. Everyone brings something, hopefully an answer. What's something we can all do together as a church as we come together? Thank you, Ezra. Ezra and Sam leading us this morning. Praying together. Thank you, Mandy. Did you have something, Ez? Singing, yeah. One of the great things we can do as we come together, especially as we come to participate and give something to someone else, is that we would come and speak about what Jesus has done. We can do that to one another. Even if you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus, someone can come to you and encourage you. Someone can speak to you and be friendly to you. And do that in a way that shows you this is what Jesus has done. Paul's describing a type of worship where everybody can be involved. And there's room for people to express their gifts. There's this expectation that people would come ready to bring something. They would come ready to worship. There'll be an opportunity for these things to happen. But he's also, and we'll think more of this next week, very clearly stating there's still an order. There's still a structure. There's still something that is structured and ordered about when we gather together. Because there 
we can't just all get together and start talking at the same time. We can't all get together and all play the drums. We can't all get together and all play the keyboard. We can't all sit in the same seat. These things are impossible. There has to be some sort of order. And this means sometimes, and we're going to look at it next week, some people are going to have to be quiet while other people talk. <laughs> sometimes. Not because the other people don't have anything to say, and not because they don't have any gifts to express, but because the aim of us getting together is to build one another up. It's done for the benefit of everybody, not just so I can have the stage, even though it's an ironic thing to say at the moment. We have to be careful with how we think about how we do church. Because early church, again, foreign concept for just one speaker to have an audience. That's not necessarily the structure of how it always worked. There was that, but it wasn't just that. The early church was sort of modelled on synagogue and how people literally gathered together and sang psalms, read God's word, prayed, and engaged in the community that was built around that gathering. And there's lots of things we do different in our churches today. But there needs to be a sense of everyone brings something and everyone can participate. So when we come to church, because Paul says, when you come together, not if, when you come together with other Christians, come ready to participate in some way. And you might sit here this morning and say, that's actually hard. It's not just hard because of the way some churches are structured and even maybe the way we've done church at times here. But it's hard because things in my life right now are hard. I can't come ready to participate because I don't have anything to give. I'm a bit empty. I'm a bit exhausted. I'm a bit, actually, you might be hurt. You might even be broken. There might be something in your life that you're desperately struggling with and you don't feel like you have anything to offer or that you should offer anything. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. We don't know if we should do it. But I want to encourage you this morning, if that's you, the best place for you to be is here. The church is meant for everybody. And it's meant for everybody to be participating and building one another up. So if you're feeling broken, you're feeling broken down, what's the best place you could go to be built up again? It's to go where someone's going to speak truth into your life. Someone's going to love you. Someone's going to care for you. Someone's going to pray for you. Someone's going to Speak truth with love and build you up. Coming to church doesn't mean uh, I'm going to come ready, I'm going to put money in the offering, or I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to join in the singing, just I'll move my lips occasionally and make it look like I'm singing. It's not even just listening to the Bible being read and taught. Those are actually really good things to do. Still come, still participate in that way. But the best part of coming together is to show uh, the best thing we have to contribute is love. That we be pursuing love as we meet. So as much as we can come with our favourite things in mind of what we'd like to see in church, it's coming with an attitude, I'm going to love 
my brothers and sisters today. I'm going to love those who are outside today. I'm going to participate. Coming to church ready to participate doesn't mean that everybody gets to do everything, but it does mean that everybody does something. Everybody comes with something to give. And that's from the youngest right through to the oldest. So if everybody comes ready to give something, why do we do it? We do it, the end of the verse says, let all things be done for building up. Everything is done for building up. Now I have some things which I nearly forgot about. People are worried now because I made a mess last week. But again, ask the kids. I, if I wanted to play a game of basketball, what would I need? I've got a ball. I've got a ball. Okay. Here we go. I've got a ball. Is that? I've got a ball. I'm ready to play basketball now. Is that right? What's wrong? What's wrong? I, I've got a big. I've got a bigger ball. I've got a bigger ball. Here we go. I'm ready to play basketball now. You just said a bigger ball. Ah. Are these the wrong things to bring to play basketball? So it's rounds, like that. I can make it hard. There it is. See? Now it's rounds. Are these the right things for basketball? No. All right. We're agreed. Good. What would happen if I tried to play basketball with one of those? Doesn't bounce? <laughs> it would flop, yeah. Doesn't work, does it? Okay, let's try something else. Um, just because I've had experience this week. Let's... No, this is something else. It's not related to basketball. <laughs> I'm going to make a cake. I'm going to make a cake, okay? So I have a bowl. Um, I'm going to put the basketball in the bowl, but that wouldn't help. I've got something to mix something up with. I'm not sure there's a screwdriver, but is it the right thing for mixing a cake? No. All right. What about some ingredients? Does that look like a good thing to make a cake from? No. What about this? Is that <laughs> not eating a cake at your house anytime soon? Are they the right things to make a cake with? Yes or no? No. No. That wouldn't work, would it? If we want to join in and participating in something, if we want to join in and playing a sport, we need the right equipment to begin with. If we want to make something, we need the right materials used in the right way. Now, when we think of what we're trying to do here as a church and what this passage teaches us, to do things for the building up, there's obviously wrong ways of doing it. We can have the right materials and use them in the wrong way. We thought about that last week as well. But in the church, if we're going to do things that build up, what does that mean? We talk about it a bit. What is building up one another? I think a lot of it is, is speaking truth to one another. It's encouraging one another. Uh, it's, it's saying things to each other that will make us more like Jesus, reminding him of what he's done, what he is doing, 
It's being loving. It's, it's uh, being made more aware of God's word. That's building up. There's all sorts of things that we can do as Christians to build one another up. The biggest thing, I suppose, we bring, and one of the chief ingredients we're told in this passage and all the way through this series, one of the chief ingredients we need to build up one another is love. Is love. And the church at Corinth had forgotten a bit of that. They'd forgotten the purpose of church was to build one another up. Instead, there were selfish people doing their own thing. And they were coming with not only using the right things the wrong way and the wrong things the wrong way, they were coming with the wrong motivation and the wrong attitude. They weren't coming to build up. They weren't doing what was loving. It's hard to know sometimes what's going to be beneficial to everyone. What's going to work where everyone is going to be encouraged this morning? And we can talk about that even in the sense this morning. We want to acknowledge children in a family service. Acknowledge their part of our church. But how do we do that that doesn't disengage others? Some of you this morning might be a bit more distracted than usual. Other weeks, maybe you put yourself in the children's shoes and maybe you're a bit distracted. It doesn't always work where everybody gets what is needed every single week, does it? That's why it's necessary to come regularly. In order to be built up and to build up properly, you can't just come as a one-off and get a little building block one week, come a few weeks later and get another little building block that doesn't connect with the first one. You have to find a way where it gels together, where it works, where you have the right stuff, the right ingredients, and it takes a lot of examination, both in our own hearts, but as leaders. It takes a lot of effort. The greatest test we have as we come together, though, is, is whether, is, is not, is not how am I going to feel about this? How am I going to feel about this? Feelings are important. I think we should bring our feelings to church. Don't get me wrong. We should be feeling as we're worshipping. We should be feeling definitely as we're loving one another. There's much, much more important things to give space to than just what I feel is going to happen to me. What would be beneficial to all is an important question we have to keep asking ourselves as we gather. What do we consider as we seek to do everything in a way that builds up? This passage, as we'll look at in a couple of verses' time, talks about the nature of God being the motivation as to why we do things in order and structure. So as we think about what is beneficial to all, the most important question we have to answer is, what is God like? How does God interact with people? How has God interacted? How does he interact? Who is he? What has he done? Those are the things we're, we're aiming to show people as we gather together. God is love. We've looked at that. We're going to see in a couple of verses' time that God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. So when we come together as a church, there's not chaos and disorder. There's not a sense of competition or conceit. There's love and there's peace because we're trying to show what God is like. Even in the midst of chaos, we have opportunity to show God is peace. 
One commentator put it this way. Paul's chief aim in these verses is not to lay out an exhaustive list of necessary ingredients in corporate worship, but to insist that the unleashed power of the Holy Spirit that's characteristic in this church age must be exercised in a framework of order, intelligibility, appropriateness, seemliness, dignity and peace. That is the nature of the God we worship. The God is holy. He's complete in himself. He alone is worthy of what we want to do together. We want to worship together. He alone is worthy of that. So as people come to our gathering, as we come and as others come from outside, what are we displaying that displays the nature of God? As we read at the end of the the last couple of verses, what would make people fall down and say, surely God is among you? Do we display creativity? Do we display joy? Do we display order? Do we have on display love and peace? These are things God has shown to us and who he is. Of course, the best display we have of who God is 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 Christ, is Jesus. And the fact that Christ has come to bring us peace. And even as we think about what do we bring, what do we bring to contribute, what is to be done to building up, we think of the example of Jesus. Jesus did not come to earth in order to have servants, but he came to serve. He came to give himself to others. That is a model we could all take to heart and ask for God's help with and the Spirit's help with as we even come to church. How can I display the servanthood, the service of Christ, the service of Jesus to someone else this morning? Because Jesus put aside his preferences, even his will, to subject subject himself to the Father's will for what was best. What did his Father want? So God's people, as we come together, we do have all the materials we need. If we have God's word, if we have the spirit, and we have those who are invested in following Jesus, they will have the spirit. We'll have everything we need to build one another up. So what do you have to bring? What do you have to bring? That might be a hard thing for us to think through. There's a good question to ask ourselves. What do you have to bring? And if you're struggling with answering that, ask, answer maybe this question. What has been done for you? What has been done for you? And if Christ has served you and given his life for you so that you can have wholeness and completeness, then you have a lot to be thankful for, a lot of joy to share, a lot of peace to share. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we are grateful that you have given us each other, that we can come together as a church and each one of us brings something unique. Each one of us brings something special. Each one of us has a voice. Each one of us has a heart. Each one of us has a prayer or a burden even. And Lord, we're all here, and even those of us who are here this morning that don't yet know Jesus maybe as their saviour, we're all here because you have designed it to be this way, that we would meet together, sing praise to you and know what you have uh, instructed us in and know what you've done for us. So as, as we continue to meet together, may we know that, that you've done so much. 
And may even as we finish, we consider the ways we can encourage one another and build up, especially those around us that seem to be cast down or broken or hurting. Thank you for the great hope we have in what you've given and for what church is meant to be. And by your grace, help us to aim. Aim for what brings you glory and honour. In all these things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Luke.